Starting in verse 23, it says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the, the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who was invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which, which uh, the Egyptians, a saying to do, were drowned. Let's bow for prayer. Father, we want to thank you so much for the opportunity to gather together, to gather in freedom and in liberty, to be able to worship our Savior and our God. And we pray, Lord, that you would teach us something about faith this morning and show us, uh, Lord, uh, what things faith accepts and what things faith rejects and how important it is for us to have proper faith so that we can make the right decisions in life. We ask God that you would guide and direct in this message. Father, take, take the word of God. May your Holy Spirit minister to our hearts. God, as you speak to us, may we respond rightly to you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. You know, the difference between, one of the major differences between a mature and an immature Christian is, is seen in their ability to be able to make decisions and make decisions properly. Our, our faith determines uh, our decision-making and the process that we go through. There, there's examples of this all throughout Scripture, and we see examples of this even prior to this one in the book of Hebrews. For instance, uh, God points out Abel and how that he made a sacrifice by faith. Well, he chose the right sacrifice. His brother uh, gave vegetables, the work of his hands, and that was unacceptable. By faith, uh, Abel uh, gave, a, uh, gave a sheep, and because of that sacrifice, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin, and because of that sacrifice, he did it by faith, and it was accepted of God. Enoch, uh, by faith, chose to walk with God and to, to not walk with the world. And because of that, the Bible says God took him. He's, a, he's a, uh, really an illustration of what's going to happen to those that are alive and remain at the coming of the Lord when he comes to get his own. Uh, in, uh, Noah was another one who, who made a decision by faith. He, he, he made the decision to do something that everybody else in the neighborhood thought was stupid. You know, he built a boat. Built a boat in the backyard and there was no water around. And he built a boat too big to haul. Uh, and, you know, so to the world, it was a dumb decision. That was the smartest decision he ever made. Saved himself and saved his whole family, saved the animals. Um, you know, uh, he did that because he just believed God. He'd never seen rain before. Uh, he, it, had not, uh, it had not previous to that, it had not rained. Bible says there was a mist that came up over the earth and watered the earth. 
And so, uh, so he just trusted God and trusted his word and made the right decision to build that boat. Um, Abraham made a decision by faith. He chose to, look, to leave his homeland. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know how long he was going to go. He didn't know how far he had to travel. But he just trusted God by faith and made that decision. And, of course, God gave to him a special covenant. And you can trace Israel's roots all the way back to, to Father Abraham. Uh, Moses made decisions based on faith and, and, and not by sight. He did not do just what looked good. He did what was right, and he chose what was right because of, of faith. And there's two things that faith does. Faith has to, in order to have Bible faith, you have to reject some things, and you have to accept some things. You know, and this is not the kind of preaching that, that uh, is acceptable uh, today in, in many Christian circles. You know, you, you shouldn't talk about the negative stuff. You should only talk about the positive stuff. Well, if you do that, you're cutting out a whole bunch of your Bible because the Bible uh, talks about a lot of negative things. He, he tells us that we ought to hate the evil and love the good. Well, your loving the good will be, depend upon your hatred of the evil. The more you hate evil, the more you're going to love good. Uh, how, many of you, how many of you like it to rain day after day after day after day after day? I don't think you do. No, there's not too many. I don't see any hands up. How many of you like sunshine? I like sunshine. Okay, we're in the wrong part, part of the country <laughs> if we like sunshine. But we like sunshine. And so, and, and, and because I, I don't like the rain all the time, I realize rain's necessary. You got to have it. But uh, I don't like the cloudy skies all the time. And uh, you go to a different place. You, we're going to be going out west here in, in August. And uh, whenever we go out to Green Bay, I see more blue skies than I see around here. Uh, you've you've got to have the negative in order to properly appreciate and accept the positive. And so let's look at the negative first. What is it that faith rejects? What is it that faith rejects? Well, the thing that, one of the things that, that Moses rejected was he rejected the world's prestige. He, he rejected the fame that was there. He decided at the age of 40 years old not to be called the, the uh, uh, not to be called Pharaoh's uh, daughter's son. And, and uh, he made that choice uh, because he, uh, Pharaoh's daughter ended up ended up finding him in the bulrushes and raising him. And so he was raised in the palace. He could have been the next pharaoh, and he knew that. But at 40 years old, he decided, you know, i got to make a choice. I've either got to identify with God's people or I've got to identify with the world's people. And he made the decision to identify with, with God's people. But he he, in order to do that, he had to reject the world's prestige. Now, the world has, has standards uh, that uh, uh, determine greatness uh, of a person. Four basic standards. They look, at, they look at your family. They look at your money. They look at your education. And they look at your position. It's interesting, those four things, because you look at, at John the Baptist in the New Testament. And uh, he was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He, he uh, uh, had a baptism of repentance, 
and he prepared the way for Christ to come. In fact, when Christ came and he saw him, he pointed to him and he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And, uh, uh, but you look at the, at the life of John the Baptist, and Jesus made, made a, uh, a statement about, about John the Baptist that is absolutely astounding. He said, there was, There's no man that's been born of woman greater than John the Baptist. Wow. What kind of a stamp of approval is that, huh? Uh, he says, listen, there's no man born of woman greater than John the Baptist. But let's look at those four areas of his life, okay? Family. He was a, his father was just a simple priest. He was nobody special, so he didn't have any big family name. Money. He lived in a desert. He wore camel's hair and ate locusts and honey. Uh, doesn't sound like a very lucrative lifestyle. Uh, education. There's nothing mentioned about any formal education that he had. There's no special schooling that he had. Position. Again, he lived in the wilderness. He ate locusts. He, he, uh, he uh, ate honey. He was despised by the king and eventually beheaded. And so in all of those areas that the world says, this is, this is what makes you great, John the Baptist came up short. But God said, God said, there's no man born of woman greater than John the Baptist. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, it's, it's his faith that caused him to be great. And in order to have that faith, he, had to, he also had to reject uh, that world's prestige. Second thing that, that Moses had to reject was the world's pleasure. Uh, look down at verse 25. It says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He, has, he had this, the same choice that you and I have on a daily basis. We can enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, or we can choose to serve God with God's people. And, and he rejected the world's pleasure. Now, notice it says there's pleasure in sin for a season. Somebody says, says uh, there's no pleasure in sin. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. Uh, the Bible makes it very clear. There is pleasure in sin, but it doesn't last. It's for a season. And then comes the payment. Did you ever notice that's how the devil works? He says, he says buy now, pay later. And what you buy now ends up, you pay more for it than what you expected to ever have to pay. And that's, that's exactly how sin goes. The pleasure doesn't last, but the payment lasts a long time. Uh, Moses looked at, at the long haul, and by faith he said, I'm not going to take the pleasure. He could have lived in Egypt. He could have lived sumptuously. Uh, he, could have, he could have... He could have had uh, anything he wanted because of where he was brought up in the king's palace. He could have had anything he wanted at his fingertips, but he rejected that by faith in order to be identified with God's people. Um, what's, what's the world's reaction to when we do the, those kind of things? Go with me to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. And in 1 Peter chapter 4, look at verses 3 and 4. It says, For the time past of our life may suffice us 
to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. Uh, when a person trusts Christ as Savior and, and God changes their life and, and they, they get saved and they get forgiven of their sins, there is a desire that's put in you to not be like the world. I, I didn't have that, that desire before I got saved, but after I got saved, I got that desire. And the world looks at that and says, well, what's different about you? You know, you've, you've changed. You're weird. No, you're not weird at all. You've just chosen to identify yourself with God and his people and his righteousness instead of identifying with the world. And by the way, a Christian ought to be different from the world. If you look like everybody else that's out there, if you act like, if your emotions are the same, if your decision-making is the same, there's something wrong with your walk with God because it ought to be different. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, I realize that's not talking about all the outward things. It's talking about inward uh, you were dead in trespasses and sins. Now you're alive in Christ. Man, that's new. <laughs> that's a new creature. You were a dead creature. Now you're an alive creature when you trust Christ as Savior. But because you were dead, you did some things in your spiritual deadness that you should not desire to do now today uh, in, in your spiritual life. Uh, and it, there ought to be a difference. Um, does, you know, does anybody think that you're strange? Does anybody look at, at the way that, for instance, the way, and I, I hope, I hope people saw a difference uh, in the last two years when, with the way that you reacted to COVID. I don't think Christians should have acted about COVID the way that uh, uh, lost people acted about COVID. A, a lost person doesn't have a God to go to. Uh, you've got a God to, to go to. Uh, if, if God wants you to have COVID, you're going to have COVID. If he's not, you, you won't. Uh, if he's going to protect you or protect you. Uh, I, know, I know some good people who are in heaven today. One of them is Jeff Carpenter over here in uh, Rome. You know, he's in heaven today. Uh, you say, explain that to me. I can't explain it to you. But evidently God wanted him home. So he's home. Okay. Uh, that's my attitude toward it. That's not how the world looks at that stuff. And your responses, your reactions, even the, you know, the clothes you wear, the things you do, the places you go, ought to be different because you reject the world's pleasure and, and uh, you do so by faith. And that's exactly what, what uh, uh, Moses did. The next thing he did, look down in verse 26, says, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He rejected the world's plenty. You know, one of the things you don't want to do, you don't want to base your major decisions in life on a paycheck. Boy, you do that, and you're going to make some bad decisions. Um, I, I give that advice to young people as they're choosing a profession to go into. Go where God wants you to go. Now, if God wants you to go into a lucrative position, uh, do it. 
I'm not not saying it's wrong. I'm saying don't make that the basis. Make faith the basis for making that decision and, and go where God wants you to go and do what God wants you to do. Moses had a choice. And he could stick around and enjoy the plenty or go with God's people. And uh, he chose the riches of reproach of Christ over the riches of Egypt. He chose the riches of reproach over the riches of Egypt. In other words, when he identified with God's people instead of with Egypt's people, they looked down on him. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was looked at as a slave. He was looked at as, as less than human. He was looked, at, looked down at by the Egyptians. Uh, he chose that because he wanted to identify with God's people, and he did so by faith. His heart was on an eternal reward. Um, over in the book of Colossians, it says, Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. Don't let the things down here be the major factors in your decision making. Uh, Let let your faith in God and your looking toward future rewards as as, uh, something that will uh, determine your decisions. There is a song, as I was going through this message, I, I thought about immediately a song came to mind. We had talked about this. Uh, earlier this week when I was down in Virginia, a song that, that uh, is one of my favorite songs. I don't know that I have a favorite, but it's one of them. And I love this song, and I love the words. I won't sing it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll spare you that, but I will read it to you. It's called, I'd Rather Have Jesus. And that's really what, what essentially uh, Moses said. He said, I'd rather have God than I would the plenty of this world. I'd rather have God than the prestige and the pleasure. I'd rather have him. And in the song says this, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand. I'd rather have Jesus than men's applause. I'd rather be faithful to his, own, his dear cause. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather be true to his holy name. He's fairer than lilies of rarest bloom. He's sweeter than honey from out of the comb. He's all that my hungering spirit needs. I'd rather have Jesus and let him lead than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. And that was the mindset that Moses had. He said, listen, I, I'm, I'm more satisfied with God than I am with the things of this world. And so he rejected the world's plenty. And then the last thing he rejected, look down in verse, in verse 27. This is all by faith. This is by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He, he rejected the world's pressure. Uh, the, the king, Pharaoh, came, came to him several times and said, okay, I'll let you go, but here's the condition. Another time he said, I'll let you go, but here's the And he gave various conditions about, and, and, and he said, no, no, I'll not do that. I'm not going to give in to your pressure. 
I'm not going to give in to your desires. God told us to go into the wilderness and worship, and that's what we need to do. He didn't give in to that. And he, did, he made that decision based upon faith. Uh, he could take the heat of Pharaoh's wrath because he believed God. You know, remember that when you're living in the oppressive state of New York, okay? Uh, you can take anything New York dishes out. You, you really can. You can do it by faith and, and do what God would have you to do. Uh, don't give in to the world's pressure. Uh, the world's pressure is on all of us to conform, to be like the world. The uh, Bible says in, in uh, Romans 12 too, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do you do that? You do that by not letting the world conform you. And you, you reject by faith the world's pressure to, to conform. Uh, Moses had, had pressures. He had the pressure of comfort. You know, he, he could have lived very opulently, and he chose not to do so by faith. He could have had much pleasure, physical pleasure, and he, he chose against it. He rejected it. He could have had riches. He could have had honor. He could have had position. Uh, he, he really, he was indebted to Pharaoh's daughter. I mean, really, if it wasn't for Pharaoh's daughter intervening, he wouldn't even be alive and so all of that was real pressure on Moses. And he said, no. He says, I want to please God. I want to please God more than I want to please anybody else. I want to please God more than Pharaoh's daughter. I want to please God more than Pharaoh. I want to please God more than the world. And uh, I think one of the biggest pressures that he had was the pressure of fear. And, you know, you look at, you look at other Bible characters, and there were times when they, when they gave in. Uh, to fear. Uh, for instance, Abraham was afraid when he went down into Egypt and he ended up lying about Sarah. Uh, Isaac uh, gave in to some pressure and in, he had a similar type situation when he went into a heathen land and he lied about Rebekah. Uh, Jacob fled from Esau when he had, he had uh, bought his birthright and he had stolen the blessings from his father. And he did that because of fear. Faith wasn't involved in any of those decisions. In fact, there was a lack of faith. And because of the lack of faith, the fear kicked in. You know what I found? I found that that's, and I saw that, I saw that over the last two years with COVID. It was one thing, or it was either one of the, it was either faith or fear that's going to control you. And I watched some Christians be controlled by fear more than by faith. And God says, listen, I want your decisions to be made because you trust in me. And so we need to, we need to, to reject uh, that, that world's pressure. So there's some things we need to reject. We need to reject prestige. We need to reject pleasure, uh, the world's plenty, and the world's pressure. But it's not just all negative. Faith is based on, yes, you know, those decisions to reject those things are based on faith because of God and because you believe God. But your faith also will accept some things. And Moses had to accept some things in order for him to go forward in, in, his, in his life for God. 
If you look with me, look with me in verse uh, 23, and it includes Moses and also his parents. It says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Then drop down to verse 28 and 29. It says, through faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkling of blood, lest, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, uh, which the Egyptians, the saying to do, were drowned. First thing that he accepted was he accepted the Lord's plans. The Lord has special plans for his life. Look in verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He knew that God had something for him. He knew that God had a plan for his life. And, and God's plan was to make Moses the deliverer and the leader of his people. Um, and, and, you know, I love Moses' response. I love Moses' reaction to the thing. Uh, when God called him, he said, listen, I'm not qualified. You know, I, I believe that that, that is not a, a, a liability attitude. That is an asset attitude to have. Uh, when, when, uh, when God calls you to do something and you say, look, Lord, you need to call somebody else. I am not the guy for the job. I don't have that ability. I don't, I don't think I can do it. Uh, the moment you think you can do what God calls you to do by yourself because of your ability, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in real trouble. Really, I'm serious. Uh, you say, well, don't you think you're qualified to, to pastor this church? Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. In fact, I argued with God for a long time when I knew that he was, when I saw that he was beginning to, to uh, move me from being an associate pastor to a pastor. I didn't even think I, I, was, I was capable of being a right kind of an associate. And I'm not, I'm not just saying those words. I really believe that in my heart. I know my deficiencies. I know the weaknesses that I have. Uh, but you know what? God is greater than my weaknesses. God is greater than my deficiencies. And uh, with God, we can, all things are possible. Uh, and you can do things uh, through him. I, I, I got a real blessing when I was down in Virginia. There was a fella that uh, I, I'd met him a, a few years ago and I'd gotten to know him a little bit more every time I go down there. His name is Fundy Torres. And uh, he's a fellow I talked about in Sunday school that's from the Buffalo area. He's going to be ordained uh, tonight down at uh, Community Baptist Church in Richmond. And um, I was talking to him after one of the services. I said, hey, I understand you could be ordained. I'm sorry I can't be here for that. I said, I need to go back to my church. And he says, uh, no, not a problem. He said, uh, he said when I was uh, back at uh, Old Time Baptist uh, in Buffalo, he says, uh, Pastor Godano wanted to ordain me. And uh, he said, no, he said, I, I told him, no, I didn't, I didn't think I, I, I should be ordained. And, and I had the same thing happen here. And uh, I said, no, I says, I, I'm, I'm not qualified. He says, I'm not qualified. I said, you know what, Fundy, you're absolutely, Fundy's his first name. Uh, I said, you know what, Fundy, you're absolutely right. You're not qualified. 
And the moment you think you are qualified, you're disqualified. <laughs> okay? Uh, understand, you're, you're, you're not worthy. You're not qualified. But God is. God is. And by faith, yeah, you, can, you can accept the Lord's plans. Uh, God, God demands obedience. Even though it may seem like things are falling apart, he expects us to be obedient. And, and he, he will ask for obedience before he explains why. And you'll see that a lot in your life, that you, you, have, to, you have to agree with God to do whatever it is he wants you to do before he'll reveal everything about that thing. And I think that's the, that's the case with Fundy right now. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited for him. I really am. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it didn't make sense to Moses that he would be Israel's deliverer. But by faith, he finally accepted it. In fact, God got a little ticked at him and got, got upset with him. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Moses said, well, you send whoever you want to, but it just won't be me. And, Moses said, or, and God said to Moses, no, you will be the choice because you're the one that, I've, that I have chosen to lead God's people. So you've got to do that by faith. You've got to accept the Lord's plans for your life. And go to God and get his plans. Don't come to God with your plans and say, here, all I need is your approval. Find out first if that's what he wants you to do. And if he wants you to do it, then fine, do it. But by faith, you've got to accept the plan of God in your, for your life. Secondly, you've got to accept the Lord's provision for your life. Uh, and and uh, he, just, he just simply obeyed. God's provision uh, for him was, in order to get out of Egypt, was lamb's blood on a door. Look at verse 28. It says, through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Now, you know, we have an advantage. We, we've got a whole Bible. We know that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, no remission of sin. We know that that was a foretelling of the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. We've got the whole book. We've put it all together. But understand what God did to Moses and to the nation of Israel. He said, here's what I want you to do in order to get released. I want you, every household, to take a lamb, slay the lamb. Take the blood and put that blood up on the top of the doorpost. And that blood will drip down. Take that blood and put it on the sides of the doorpost. And they had no idea what they were doing when they did that. We know that's a cross right there. I mean, put it up on the top and it drips down. Put it over here. Take it over here. Put it over here. Man, you've got yourself a cross right there. They he didn't know any of that stuff. All he knew was, take, a, take a, a lamb, kill it, eat it, take the blood, and put the blood on the doorpost. And not only will you be spared your firstborn, but God will get you out of Egypt. Does that make sense? I don't think it did to any of them back then. But you know what? They did it. <laughs> they did it. You know why they did it? They did it by faith. And that was the provision that God gave to them. 
was, was the Passover. And that's why they kept it for so many years afterwards, is to re- remind them of, of uh, how God provided for them. God's provision uh, for making you what he wants you to be uh, are, they, are found in the commands in his word. And as you, as you read the word of God and you find out what it is God wants you to do, you just simply do it. Whether you understand it or not, the Bible says a good understanding have all they that keep his commandments. When we're obedient to God, then God gives us the understanding, and the understanding always comes afterwards. The, 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 the last thing that he accepted was he not only accepted the Lord's plans, he accepted the Lord's provision by faith, but he accepted the Lord's promise. And the promise uh, says in well starting in verse 28 it says through faith he kept the the Passover and the sprinkling of blood lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned he made a promise he said listen he says you do that and I'll get you out of here you do that and I will take you into the wilderness you do that and I'll protect you uh, from Egypt. And he did exactly that. He gave them protection. He gave them deliverance. But they had to believe God. They had to trust him. Now, here's the question this morning. What guides your decision making? Is it just the outward circumstances? Or is faith at the top of the list? If it's faith, there's certain things that you will reject and there's certain things that you'll accept. And the bottom line is, is God's doing the guiding and the directing all along the way. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you for your word and, and the plainness of it and how important faith is, how essential it is for our Christian walk. And the truth of the matter is decisions that we make in life, whether, we be, whether they be big ones or, or, or small ones, faith ought to be involved. We see how that Moses' whole life was really shaped by the decisions that he made. And he made each of those decisions based upon faith. He rejected certain things. He rejected prestige. He rejected the pressure. He rejected the pleasure but he accepted what you wanted him to do. And he was obedient in those areas. God, I pray that you'd work on our hearts. Help us to look at the decisions that we make in life. May we not be motivated strictly by a paycheck. May we not be motivated strictly by whether or not something is easier or harder, but may we be motivated by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's putting our, our trust in you. Lord, there may be someone here this morning, and really this, this message was meant for saved people, but God, that, that whole, whole process of faith starts with trusting Jesus Christ as Savior. And there may be someone here this morning that does not know for sure that if they died today, they go to heaven. Lord, I pray that you get a hold of their heart and realize that the biggest decision they have ahead of them is whether or not they'll trust you and you alone as their personal Savior. Father, that decision will make all the difference between heaven and hell. 
between eternity with you or eternity in the lake of fire. God, I pray that uh, you'd help us to see that not only is that decision dependent upon faith, but also every other decision in life has faith involved. God, speak to our hearts. And uh, Lord, maybe there's some things this morning that we as your people need to reject before we can accept the things that we're supposed to accept. Help us, God, to have the courage. Help us, God, to have the fortitude to make those decisions today. And we'll be careful to thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all